Hey, what's good, fam? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the show. I'm glad you were here with me. Hope you had an amazing week. I had an amazing, productive week as well. Got a lot of things done uh, in both my businesses. So I'm, I'm really, really excited for that. But I'm excited to bring you this topic today because I think it's really important, right? We're talking about generational wealth. Now, I'm sure you you know you might have heard that term thrown around so much in the past few years when we talk about anything. Like rappers talk about it now. Um, more people talk about generational wealth. More people talk about financial freedom. But um, in this conversation, I'm going to show you is between uh, me and one of my closest friends, Andre Trust, who is an entrepreneur himself, has a bunch of businesses, a real estate brokerage, has a restaurant. He's building a new business right now. He just got businesses all over the place. And he posed a question to me about uh, generational wealth. And he asked a few questions, actually, in this conversation that I had never thought about when talking about generational wealth, right? We just think we make a lot of money. We pass it to our kids. They pass it to their kids. They pass it to their kids. And we think, you know, we did our job. But he talked about, you know, really breaking it down, like how much is really needed for generational wealth? Is it even money, right? Is it, you know, an education? Is it something else? What would be needed for generational wealth? He also asked a really, really dope question about what would I feel I have I would have needed to give, you know, to to be given a head start in life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a leg up. I so, want you to think about these questions for yourself as you're listening to this conversation. And also, like I said at the top of every show, if you would like help building your family business or growing your family business, I have a three-step formula. It's a blueprint, right? It's a case study that I created. It's completely free uh, with an ebook. All you have to do is uh, type in blackfamilybiz.com slash income. The link is down below or it's up top if you're watching or it's in the description if you're listening right now, you're on, you know, in the podcast and things like that. And it'll give you the three-step process, the three-step formula that we're using to take our business from six to seven figures or if you're taking it from zero to six figures, okay? And it's about family business and it's a great formula to show you how to do it, step-by-step formula how to do it. It's completely free. It's about a 15-minute video. It's completely free, plus an ebook that'll go along with it, all right? So let's get into this episode with me and Andre Truss. Before we took our last, you know, break, um, you hit me on, you hit me uh, during the week. You said, yeah, I really want to talk about generational wealth. And yeah. when you hit me like that, like, I, I've known you for a long time to know, like, you have something that's bothering you, something, like, got to you, something mm -hmm. irritated you. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today, generational wealth. So what are your thoughts on generational wealth? So you know how I am. I question everything. Mm -hmm. Right. I have to question it. If I don't question it, then I'm not on your trust. It's just the way it works. And for a while, I was stressing myself out daily because as a performer or especially as a type A, my goal is to take over and control everything. Like right. I, that's just how I am. I don't ever sugarcoat that. Like if there's something in my vicinity, I want to have control of it. It's just how I work. Right. And but then I started to, you know, I was overweight. I was stressing. Now I'm like down 30 pounds, by the way. I'm down from 223 to I like, like I think I'm like 187 or 186. I like it. I, like I, I was stressing. I was overweight. I was not being healthy. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even run a mile, bro. Mm. And, and that's something that I used to could wake up, go run three, four miles as a joke. Mm -hmm. So I got to a point, I'm like, okay, why am I stressing myself out so much? And I just kept on, the thing that kept on popping up for me was generational wealth, generational wealth. 
everybody in my family, everybody in the future family, everybody has to eat. And I started to really dissect that concept. Right. Right. Because we say generational wealth, but like, what's the number for generational wealth? Right. Facts, like what, yeah. what does that, what does it, that even look like? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have a conversation and see if we could come up and, and I have some of my own thoughts. I, I haven't ran this by Malcolm, so he'll be a right. test subject for today's, for today's episode. Yeah. Um, and I just want to talk about some thought processes and put a real number on it. Like just, just a ballpark number, right? Mm-hmm. My old number of generational wealth was a hundred million. Wow. Right. That was just, I was like, yo, Andre Trust hits $100 million. Uh, I've won. Mm-hmm. Anything past that is like, okay, let's just throw some more cherries on. Let, let's go get some, you know, some icing. Right. Like everything past a hundred million is, is that. Okay. So that was my, my, and my number is drastically different now. Okay. But I want to kind of come up with some things. So I'll ask you my first question, right? Okay. So like, let's exclude money for a second. Okay. If you had to get, and you know, if, if you had to get a head start, right. Based on your life experiences Mm -hmm. and what you've been through, what would have been a head start for you that would have made you feel like, you know what? I'm ahead of the curve. Well, currently speaking right now, I'll be completely honest with you. It would have probably been enough to cover my college expenses. Now, okay, I have so siblings. I have four siblings. We've all been to college. We've all graduated. Okay. And I think uh, that was that's the only thing like really looming right now is college. So that's the, if, if if like first thing that comes to mind. If if I'd have got my college paid for, I'd have felt ahead. Okay. So college expenses. Paid for. Right. So how how much uh, was your education in total? My education in total, I would say it was $50,000. Okay. So $50,000. Mm-hmm. I went to a private school for the first year and then I went to a public It was, was 50000 a year or 50000 total? Uh, total. Total. Okay. So 50000 for the education. Um, Let's just round up to 100000 Okay. Right. Let's say 100000 for the education. All right. So then... uh. Let's try, what else do you feel like, if we're just running through a perfect scenario, what could have been some more things that like, yo, wow, I'm really winning right now? Uh, if I would have had some, like I said, college, definitely mm-hmm. won. If I would have had some seed money for a business. Now, prior to college, I did not want to, I did not want to go into business, but- Understanding how business works, if I'd have had some some seed money to to start out with, that would have been perfect to kind of you know test, mess up a little bit to to have that kind of freedom where starting out every move wasn't the most important move I had to make. Okay, so what what if you had to put a number on it? I would what, say what, I'm not gonna lie. I would probably say fifty to hundred. Okay, so let's just round up. We always gonna round up. So a okay. hundred thousand, yeah, in seed money, mm-hmm. right? For me, um, I'd have liked to have had a car that I wouldn't have to pay, worry about the bill. Okay. Right. So like transportation, I would say is like, was something for me was I actually got blessed with that. You give me as like a present for, Mm -hmm. for getting into the school and doing what I had to do. My pops was like, surprised me with 
the down payment for my car and then took care of the, the uh the car payment for like the first six months, something Got like it. that. Got it. Right. But like, imagine just not having to pay for the car at all. So like, let's say for instance, if that car would have been my, my first car was a 2014 Kia Optima. I remember that. And yeah. you feel me the, the, the red joint. Not, yeah, not my mom's story at the 93 Corolla. Nah, I remember, you know, I I remember the road. I remember the road. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but my first was that Kia Optima. I think that was about 30,000 mm. off the lot. Okay. So maybe I maybe one of those cars, so thirty thousand off the lot. I'm writing all of this down, by the way. Gotcha. Get some numbers. I got my trusty calculator with me <laughs> as well. Um, so thirty thousand for that. I think another I think another thing that would have been dope was so I realized why I was able to get ahead in my business wasn't necessarily that I had seed money, but I was working while I was in the Marine Corps. Got it. So yes. while I was in, so while I was in the Marine Corps, all of my expenses, all of my bills were taken care of for the entire duration of me building my business. Mm-hmm. So I never had to worry about money. Right. So if I had to recreate that, it took me about three to four years to get my business off the ground. So let's just say five years of no expenses. Mm. Right. So what what would you say for an average young person? Let's not even wild out. Okay. Let's say. A young single person, mm-hmm. they can obviously rent a room for somebody like, you know, things like that. So the car is paid off. We don't got to worry about the car. Right. <clears throat> um, You know, they'll probably have to take care of insurance. So that's not bad. But then they need a place to stay. So average rent, let's say for a studio, 1800 Yeah. Especially if you're right. in New York or if you're in a big city. So 1800 Yeah. Um, Plus, let's just say... An extra two thousand in all things miscellaneous. So all other bills, food, yeah. going out. That's, like, yeah. that's too little. No, two thousand extra. Yeah, I think that's perfect. On some top people, eighteen hundred. Yeah, I think that's actually pretty good. All right, so plus two thousand. If you don't have no real bills, yeah, I think that's pretty good. So that's thirty eight hundred mm-hmm. times twelve. So that's forty five thousand six hundred a year, and then we're saying for five years. So times five. That's 228, one, two, three, right? And then I would also say, you know, possibly uh, for me, my biggest thing was knowledge. I realized that like, it's, it's all a game. Mm-hmm. So I would have, I would have wanted an 800 plus credit score. Yeah. I, th- I think that's like, so 800 plus credit score is nothing to get when you know what you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's nothing to have an 800 credit score and that, so that's free. Mm. So we don't have to have a price point for that. So that's free. Okay. Um, you know, let's say for instance, uh, that's not on our end, but maybe they have a life insurance policy. Um, okay. you know, but that, that's not really nothing crazy. Let's not include that one. That's more for the parent. Um, but for us as the head start, I'm trying to think of what else would give like a a real true head start. I mean, when you'd have no debt, yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, a lot of people and because you mentioned this, but you mentioned like living expenses. I stayed with my mom until I was 25. Mm-hmm. And I, my mom, she didn't charge me rent either. And I had okay. a hoopty car, like I had a 99 Camry, so I didn't have to pay on that either. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So that was, again, just bills that I did not have, and I was able to kind of focus my attention elsewhere. I, 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 wasn't ha- I wasn't like thirsty for money. I was trying to make money, but I wasn't thirsty for money because 
I was trying to make rent. I was trying to, and I, I stayed at my job for as long as I could until mm-hmm. it started getting in the way from the business. So, mm-hmm. uh, because you, you mentioned uh, when you were in the Marine Corps, so a lot of people they think I have to quit my job. Oh to no, start this no, business. no, no! If you no. can hold out for as long as you possibly can while working your your job. And then doing something on the side, I, I, I completely recommend it. You, you know my motto, man. Your first, your job should be your very first investor. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's how I think about it. I tell all of the people I coach, your job should be your very first investor. Why? Because they're paying you each month, so you don't have to worry about the bills. Right. It's very important. Your mind needs to be clear. Clear. It's tiring. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I know. But also. You want to be in a predicament where you'd rather be tired than stressed over having the bills come in and then you got to shortchange your company. Right. So, so far we got college expenses, mm-hmm. seed money for a business, transportation, an 800 plus credit score, uh, free game on businesses. Right. If, if they can have that or like, you know, they could supply that. So the, these, the next, I would sum up the next couple of things would be like knowledge about the journey yes so like you know understanding what bills are for mm-hmm. real understanding what you know credit cards are like i tell people all the time i think credit cards are the eighth wonder of the world right which is like an opposite opinion normally i hear people like no nah, they're negative nah. bro i haven't paid for a flight in almost like five years bro because your, your flight points it's points yeah i, I don't pay for flights ever Right. So it's it's it comes back to me in that way. I get buffers on my monthly. Mm. It's so it's so beneficial, you know, having, you know, so. Oh, so that's another thing. I would like to have had a hundred to two hundred thousand in credit limits. Okay, by time I'm by time I graduate from college. But so but doesn't that go again that that, that works into the credit score, though? Not not necessarily Um, because the credit score is 800. Yes. Right. But then those limits is the dope part because it helps with the credit score. Yeah, I, I, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So, like that's that's so, why I like so like I the, maximize credit maximize credit pro, portfolio yes. or profile. Mm-hmm. All right, so I maximize credit profile. Right. Maximized credit profile. So as you can see or as you can hear, when Andre asked me that question about like how much money do I think did I think would be necessary for generational wealth or to pass down, I couldn't really give like a really good answer because I had never really thought about an exact number, right? But now, you know, my son is two now and uh, next thing we're looking at is pre-K or 3K is next and then pre-K. Then we're trying to think about, you know, the best schools and what he would need. And as he's grown up, because he's grown up fast, he's grown up out of his clothes super quick and things like that. We have to think about these things. So now I'm also not a person who's big on imposing my hopes and dreams on, you know, somebody else. So I have a son now. I'm not going to impose this business or the business I've been building with my family on him. I would love for him to, you know, to continue it, but if, if that's not where his passion is, that's not where I don't I it's not where I want to push him. My parents didn't do that to me, so I'm not going to do that to him. And that's just like a real belief system in me. And I'll keep it a buck too. And that comes from one, like, why would you want somebody who's not passionate about something to do something? That sounds really miserable, right? But I've also read a lot of stories or watched documentaries on people who've 
inherited businesses or inherited a lot of money and just completely blew it somehow, right? We hear about these people, these like billionaires who three or four generations down, they lost all their money, all their wealth, all of their influence over whatever industry they were in because their later generations didn't care that much. You get what I'm saying? You care about your business. You care about what you're building. Your kids, maybe, maybe not, right? And you can't fault them for that. But what you want to do, you want to be able to give them something to get the le- to get a leg up, a head start in what they're trying to do. So this business that I have here, both businesses that I have, everything that I'm trying to create, busting my ass. Don't get me wrong, right? I'm working very, very hard. But if he wants to do something else, I want to give him... Uh, the you know I want to give him the 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 head start for him to be able to to go for it. You know what I'm saying? If he wants to go to med school, I want to be able to pay for his education so he doesn't have to take out all of these loans. So that's a lot of money. But if I can if I can be able to provide that, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? If he wants to start a different type of business, I want to be able to give him the seed money so he can start that. And I have the you know some business expertise that I can pass down to him. When we spoke about that in a previous episode, but that's what I I want to pass down to him. It doesn't always have to be a number, and it doesn't always have to be him actually in the family business. So we have to think about these things as well. While we have our family business, build it, go hard for it. But when we think in generations and generations down the line, we have to think uh, we have to think uh, about this in different ways. We have to think about generational wealth in different ways. So I'm going to get back to the conversation right now. And then I'm trying to think of like what else would like what would really be like, I guess I would want an established network. Yeah. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. An established network that I can yeah. tap into. Which yeah, wow. man. Once again, I, luckily, I have my mentors. Yeah, man. I was tapping into their network aggressively. Yeah. And you right? know, so an established network. And I want people to kind of realize what's happening right now. If you're watching and you're listening, um, we've only mentioned money a couple of times here. But like when you think of like the knowledge network, like the stuff you've like that that is also uh, looked at as generational wealth. Like I'm so excited. Like when my son gets older and I can just kind of sit him down and teach him things like I can show him like this is what your dad went through this is what me and grandpa did you know what I mean this is what like we had to go through these are some of the pitfalls that we made that he can avoid if he wants to go into business you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so and I have I'm growing a network as well like I can like point him in like Yo, your uncle Andre you know what I'm saying yeah, or, send him over to you, uncle you, Dre, you get what I'm saying like I could I could I could send him to so many people that is a huge part of just the idea of generational wealth to me. I've already been talking with my older brother uh, for my nephew. Mm-hmm. Like by the time he's around like eight, he has mandatory like two week summers with me. Right. Just like, <laughs> right. we just he's just gonna get spoken into his ear off rip. He's gonna understand. He's gonna have all of these things mm-hmm. because it really is a template. So so now I'm looking at it. I'm trying to think of some some other things. I wish I wish we could have had. Uh, so, as a matter of fact, you know, I'll charge, I'll charge, uh, you know, our listeners. I'll challenge them as usual. You know, I got to do a challenge, mm-hmm. right? I really want you guys to just leave comments on what you think could have given you a head start. Notice, I'm not saying generational wealth. I need to say a head start, and the reason that I say head start is because. On my journey right now, I also understand that what makes success is failure. 
So if you're not in a predicament to fail ever, you would actually be very disappointed with your life, no matter how well financially you're doing. So that's that a that's a big deal. So how do we how do we get that in as well? You know, is how do we interject strife into our future kids or future grandchildren's lives lives so that you know they're not necessarily you know being soft. That's the best way I could put it. Being soft. There's a quote. I, I, you know, I butcher quotes all the time. <laughs> it's like you know, uh, strong men make easy times. Easy times make soft men. Soft men make you know, worst times, worst time, create tough men, mm-hmm. tough men. And it's a cycle, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm trying to do is create a, a part of the generational wealth is tough men, tough women, creating tough men, tough women, creating right. tough men, tough women. So it takes the burden off of one person having to provide all of that. Right. Right. So it's another part of generational wealth is also not being selfish in terms of like, you know, how are you supposed to live your life if you're worried about the next 10 generations? You still get one life to live. Right. <clears throat> right. So there needs to be a buffer that allows you to one, enjoy and live your life as well. Mm-hmm. So that you're not locked in and get to your deathbed and realize you haven't lived, you know, versus, you know, you have a large bank account, but you haven't lived. Right. But then also allowing some of that burden to be transferred to your kids, allow some of those burdens to be transitioned to your grandkids. Cause it's, it's actually the right thing to do because burden is what makes us live good lives, right? Responsibility is what allows us to live good lives. So if you're taking care of everyone throughout time, you're actually putting them in a predicament to recreate difficult times, right? So there needs to be a transfer of responsibility as well. That was one of the things that was really on on my mind heavily because, uh, you know, yeah, I'm in a predicament now where I got handed down you know, financially, we didn't have it. But my mom was brilliant mentally. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, your predicament is is what you have right now. It's not it's not permanent. What is permanence? Like she was just very, very big on philosophy. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have money in that sense. But my mom was extremely wealthy when it came to knowledge, patience, understanding, you know, assessing situations, being calm and making a decision. Right. So those are things that can't get quantified in numbers, but still need to be a part of the equation. Because right now we're at, for one kid to have all of those amenities that we just mentioned Mm -hmm. is 458K and knowledge. Okay. It's not bad. Right. You see, like, that's a whole different ball game than $100 million that I was, like, focusing on. Yeah. And then... Like, not to mention, like, because we could get into life, like, your personal life insurance that you, like, you pass on, because that's a uh, a tool for wealth transfer as well, life insurance that a lot of people don't know about. You know what I mean? If you have a life, a, a quality life insurance policy on yourself, yeah. your, your kids and your wife and, you know, everybody can benefit from that when you, you know, pass on. Exactly. So, so now we're talking thing. about. Let's say we rounded it up once again. Let's round up. We're talking about five hundred thousand per kid. Mm. So if you have three kids, five hundred thousand—that's one point five million, mm-hmm. right? One point five million compared to one hundred million. Yeah, you was kind of wilding, bro. <laughs> but that's the thing is, like, I'm so it's because I hang out with guys who have that net worth, right? Right. So for me, it's like, 
all right, because I'm with them, I, I'm naturally wanting to aspire to the things that they do. Gotcha. Which is like, they live like ridiculous lives, by the way. It's like a hundred million dollars is you, to think about like a billion dollars. And then to think about the fact that Elon has like 124 billion of yeah. billion dollars. Yeah. The hundred million, there's nothing that you can't do. This is the perspective. There's nothing that you can't do with a hundred million that you, that a billion, once you get to a hundred million, that's like being a billionaire that's- in terms of leverage. That's what I've I read that somewhere. Like, like as far as like, like you know, things you can do and things like it's not really that much of a gap. Mm-hmm. And you know, a hundred million to a bit. I, I did. I forgot where I read that, but I I, I definitely read that somewhere. Because it's also leverage. Banks are doing you know ten ten percent. Mm. So as long as you have ten percent of the amount that you want, it's a go. So if you have. Even at a hundred million, if I wanted to, if I wanted to buy a company for a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. all I would need to have is ten million in the bank and give me the rest, mm. right? So even like you don't even need a hundred million right. to control a hundred million because either way it's a risk. Regardless, it's just a matter of w- where the money is coming from up front. Gotcha. But it's it's still a risk though, no matter w- whether it's coming from you or n- or not. So that was something you know I really wanted to take away from this episode is trying to switch the narrative of completely turning over your life to the to generational wealth and stressing yourself out when each child takes about 500,000 to set them up for forever. Yeah. And the reason that I say forever is because if you don't have any debt, your monthly expenses aren't really that bad. Like if 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 you break them down, Seriously. it's really debt that really gets to people. And and like we like I mentioned college at the beginning is like say I didn't go to college but I just put a lot of money into my education like away from school per se right I I, I wanted say I wanted to get certified in Google Ads I I was just acquiring skills along the way that will further help me with my business then it's, there's not fifty thousand going towards college because college is about to be a little antiquated soon anyway. Yeah. Well, the way we look at college, I think yeah. a lot of uh, learning will be done like online and a lot of learning. More people will just kind of focus on skills rather than like that, you know, that degree. We have a friend who's making like over 100 now from online courses he took mm-hmm. in tech. You know what I'm saying? And nothing that had, he that had nothing to do with his college degree. Nothing at all to do with his college degree. Like he got his college degree, I think, in cinema, and he's doing something <laughs> completely, completely different. And he's making over a hundred thousand now. So that's where I think college is going. And like, let's say we, we talk about people watching right now, and they're thinking about like before they have kids or they just have kids now. The idea of what you pass down, the idea of wealth, what you pass down, isn't. Uh, always considered money is considered resources as well, and mm-hmm. that's one of the things I want to get people to think about uh, as they're watching or listening to this episode. And 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 I'll say this right: this is what changed my perspective on all of this. So at one point, I was getting ready to study uh, for the GMAT. I was going to go get my master's. I wanted to go get an MBA. Um, some of the doors that were opening for me, I was like, you know, it, it's just nicer to have it. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to go to like a Harvard, Wharton or, or one of these schools. And I was studying for my GMAT. And what got me was is math whiz at it, whiz at it. So I burning through the math problems. I was scoring like 90, like highest percentiles just in math. 
English, not so much, bro. I was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling very hard, bro. It was just, it, it just it wasn't set up for me. But this is what got me. Then I'm like, yo, you know what? Not to be a jerk, but I do have a little bit of money. Let me just pay for a private tutor. Bro, he turned me into, I can write better than 98% mm. of people right, right mm. now. Like for $5,000, he turned me into a fluid writer. Mm. Like grammatically correct. Yeah. I know how to structure sentences. I know how to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay. So I went to college for four years. Didn't learn anything. I mean, obviously we're young and right. things like that. Learned a little bit about English, but I didn't really learn what, anything that I was supposed to learn. And I'm now in a predicament to just pay a guy to didn't just teach me. So what is the point of college then? So 50000 versus paying somebody to privately just here's the answers. Right. It, it almost doesn't even seem like it equates. So, so that was that, you know, I had to leave on that story. That was, uh, you know, just something I was thinking about, but I do charge people to really conceptualize what they think generational wealth is because you have to, it's like a baton, right? It's like track. Mm. You got to pass the baton. You can't run the every lap race, for everyone because right. right. then how does that allow them to run their race? Right. Right. So that was something that I, t- I took a while on and was bothering me. That's why I hit you. I was like, yo, we got to talk about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. I was stressing about it. I was losing my mind about it. I'm like, yo, I can't sleep 100 million years to be on the board. Like, how am I getting there? I'm doing like calculators out till I'm like 65. And I'm like, yo, by the time I'm 65, I should be at like 100 to 200 million. But then like once I get there, I might as well keep going. I was like, yo, like losing it. Like losing it. Uh, so I thought that was funny. And I talked it out with my partner a little bit. He was like, you was going for 100 million? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you know, I do be wilded out though. Nah, this is a dope episode. I like this. So, like, uh, if you're watching right now, if you're listening, comment what you, uh, what would have given you a head start in your in your race, all right? And what you think could give a head start in your kid's race or, you know, somebody else's race that, you know, uh, you care about and that you want to pass the baton to. All right? So, that so is that- it. Uh, that was my conversation uh, with Andre Trust, hell of an entrepreneur. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter. I got his information down below. All right. And like I said, if you need help with your family business, you can visit blackfamilybiz.com slash income. That's blackfamilybiz.com slash income. It'll be up top or down below if you're listening in the description. And I will see you guys next week. Peace.